welcome to the Life and Journal podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Ian. <laughs> so apparently Ian has turned into fucking Eeyore. Yes, I have. <laughs> going to a party. <laughs> What's going on, man? Not much. It's been like uh, two weeks since I've seen you. No, it's been like four days. Has it really? I saw you at work the other day. You know, I don't know. I, I, I worked this like long I worked five days in a row, which doesn't sound like a lot to normal people, but right. in in the hospital world, that's it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. That's you know five twelve hour shifts. It's a lot of work and mm-hmm. a couple of days, and so I don't, it feels like I don't know. It just I don't remember like half of those days. It seems like so. Yeah, I don't even remember seeing you. Uh, let's see. It was um, yeah. There wasn't uh, Wednesday night. It would have been Tuesday night. Tuesday oh, okay. and Wednesday. Tuesday and that was that's that seems like a long time ago. It, it really was, and it was three days ago actually. Oh, but did time, I see, did I see you for like a long time? Well, we chatted on Skype because you were in one section, I was in another. Oh, but, you know, gotcha. Yeah, you did when you, you went on your break. You came over because I was in Maine. So uh, you chatted with us. That's it right. was me and um, that's right. Somebody, over. yeah, I was over. See, you don't, oh, you don't uh, even remember. I, 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 yeah, I was over with Nikki, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, you know, maybe I do remember walking yeah. over there. So, what's going on, man? Uh, you know, nothing, same old, same old. <laughs> they uh, I haven't killed myself yet, so I guess that's a plus. <laughs> Speaking of killing yourself, I uh, I, I so Mandy and I took the kids to Cedar Point yesterday, so. I know, so I was like, that was like a segue into killing ourselves with COVID. Well, because what? No, I'm just agreeing with you. Oh, because <laughs> the state of Ohio seems to not have a lot of restrictions when it comes to like uh, bars and restaurants and things like that and stores. Well, their and, numbers are going up faster than ours too. They are. They they definitely are. So we, like originally we were kind of leery about going to Cedar Point because I guess like the first couple of weeks that they were open, it was only open to like season pass holders. And then they kind of opened it up to the general public. And then it, it was, so it was first originally it was only by like appointment only. And so we kind of like scheduled it up. We, we scheduled a date, I think last week we were going to go. And then uh, we weren't able to go because Jack's, because Jack had his last day of driver's ed that day. Mm-hmm. So, and then like right around that same time, it kind of came out that, like uh, some employees at Cedar Point had tested positive, so we were like, oh. so we spent like a whole week like trying Maybe. to figure out one way or another whether we should go or not. Right. Now, and ultimately, we decided, okay, we'll just go. We'll just take a bunch of masks, take extra masks with us, and you know, I had a bottle of hand sanitizer I took with me, and Jack had some he took with him, even though. His exploded in his pocket on one of the rides. Nice. Uh, <laughs> actually, I think it was so. When we get in the, we got into the park that we rode the Raptor first, right? Because you usually do. And it's... I'm pretty sure it was on that ride that it exploded in his pocket. So he didn't even have hand hand sanitizer. But you said there were a lot of it. stations around. So yeah, it was. It, you know, if you're listening to this and you've and you've if you thought about going or 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 it's it's in your plans for the summer, um, you know, I can definitely say that I had no issues being there, and I'm. Super paranoid when it comes to right. cleanliness and everything, especially work in the hospital, work in the emergency department. You almost have to be because mm. you know there's not a day go that goes by that I probably don't come in contact with somebody who has COVID nineteen, right, or so, something else. I mean, even before very, this, very, we're still very true. Very we're true. on the front line very of true. everything. I, I will say that prior to COVID, though, I was like 
the wild, wild west guy. I never cleaned anything. Right, and, right. You know, I, yeah, if I touched your ID or something like that or touched a, a patient, I would always obviously use hand sanitizer and things like that. But I wasn't like super crazy about the things I touch. I am super crazy about the things I touch now. Right. Like uh, I've taught Mandy and the kids whenever you go out in public, you always keep one clean hand and things like that. And you know, everyone always has hand sanitizer mm. on them, and I'm yeah, I, I can't seem to get it right. I, I I go into the store, and I I can't remember. Am I supposed to sanitize or lick, lick the handles oh, of the carts, <laughs> or sanitize my hands? I just keep I keep forgetting which one I'm supposed to do. You're a dumbass, you know. So I do both. I mean, I figure if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna, you know, lick, so just lick your hand. Well, I've done that too. You touch the handles and then you lick your hand just to, oh, well, you know. I thought you normally like lick your hand after you're done playing with yourself, but. Well, I mean, that's at home. I'm not worried about that, that, you know. I don't play with myself in the grocery store, Nick, some anymore. People, some people do. Anymore. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, Somebody told me that was a bad thing to do. I was like, well, okay, fine. I, I, won't I was do it always anymore. told it makes you go blind, but I'm just saying. I can't see you. Where, what? Where, where, <laughs> Ian, where'd you go? <laughs> but uh, Jesus cries every time you do it. <laughs> But, jeez. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, see your point. They're, they're really, they're really cautious about everything. Obviously, because you know, I think you mentioned it before. Their livelihood kind of depends on staying pe- open, people being safe, feeling safe inside the park. Right. They've got security that's constantly walking around, making sure, enforcing the the mask rule. Yeah. They've got people that are walking down the through the lines, making sure people are uh, spaced out correctly. They've got hand wa- uh, hand sanitizer stations everywhere. Um, half the seats on the rides are, are, are closed off. You can't ride them. They, right. you know, so you're only sitting. So you're making sure you're multiple seats away from people. And uh, they definitely took the steps. At least I, my paranoid self felt safe okay. enough to be there. Yeah. Okay to be there. So, um, you know, so I'm, I'm sure we'll probably go back again this summer because, you know, I think it was also an added benefit that. So there for a while they were having, you had to like uh, schedule a day and time to mm-hmm. enter the park. Right. So they kind of got rid of all that. So now you can just buy your ticket and show up because the park has been, you know, half empty. Right. And that's how it was yesterday when we got there. We parked, you know, four, three or four rows from the entrance, walked right in, and, and the park wasn't busy at all at mm-hmm. any point during the day. Um, you know, the, the five top the five busiest rides you also have to get a pass for when you get to the park to ride them. So tip- that didn't cost extra, right? No, that doesn't cost. Just extra. kind of hold a placeholder. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's like I know the last one was at three thirty in the afternoon. I think the first one was either ten thirty or eleven. And you, so you get in line, you get your pass, and then you show up at the ride at that time. So that way you don't have. You know, thousands of people standing in line for hours on end, right? Waiting to ride something. So you just kind of people do whatever they want at their time. I know Manny and Jack. I, I don't ride big roller coasters, and neither do, do uh, does Reese. So I had Reese and Sean. We were going going off doing some other stuff. So Manny and Jack got four tickets to ride. I don't even remember what it was, but a couple one of the, one of the bigger couple, ones. couple of the bigger ones, yeah. and they said that they waited in line less than five minutes on yeah. a ride that you typically would wait, wait in line for for th- you know three two hours, or two or three yeah. hours, yeah. So that was kind of cool. I liked uh, definitely the, the the way that they were doing things and the the cleanliness of the park. Everything was pretty clean. The rides they were wiping down in between rides and things like that. So it was. Uh, I, I 
I definitely had no problem being there, or and I was very hesitant about being there in the first place. Right. So it wasn't too bad. I, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's good to know because it's going to take all that kind of stuff to to curb you know curb it all. If yeah. everyone wears their fucking masks, I will say wherever they go, don't have to wear it in your car, and you don't have to wear it at your house. But when you're outdoors, when you're in around people, wear your fucking mask. For the 10, 15 minutes, you're going to have to fucking yeah. wear it. And COVID will go down. It won't it go will, away, but it will go down. It will definitely go down. I will say that, uh, so there for a while, I always laughed at people and made jokes. I probably made jokes on this show about people wearing masks in their cars. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. Because well, you did it? Because I, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't do it for long. But I was like, because uh, when you're in the hospital... You just forget it's there. Cause I mean, you're, it's on I, for twelve hours at a time. Well, it's on for well for me. It's more like fourteen hours. Well, probably not fourteen. It's more like thirteen hours. That's on because I'm there for normally half an hour, forty minutes um, before work. Well, yeah, I, I am too, but I don't go into the hospital until like ten minutes before I'm supposed to start. Yeah, you know? well, I'm normally or fifteen yeah. minutes before. I'm, I'm normally to start. like in the hospital. I'm normally in the emergency department at least a half an hour before right. I start. So, and then I'm normally not out like super right on time. So it's. Normally over 12 hours I'm wearing it. So you get used to wearing the damn thing. Yeah. Well, I, I go outside on my breaks. I go, go to my car on my lunch. I take it off when I'm in my car and stuff. And I'm well, I, 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 when I go out to lunch, I normally sit in the cafeteria. So oh, I take, yeah. I take it off when I to eat, eat. But right. then I put but, it back on. Yeah, I put it back on, yeah. So it was a couple, it was, you know, during the last couple of days, it was while I was working, obviously, I, uh, you know, I, I walked all the way out to my car, got in my car, and I, like, pulled out on the road. And I'm just like, had just just headed down the road. I was like, holy shit, I'm still wearing my damn mask. Yeah, so I've do- done it too. I usually no, I've I've not no I've not left it on past getting out of the parking structure. Yeah, so it's uh it's so all, so I guess like, I can't really laugh at people about it anymore. I guess it's uh, some people you just forget you're wearing it. I now, guess. granted, I have seen people that are wearing masks and uh, wearing gloves while they're driving in their car. That's I guess I'll still make fun of those people. Yeah. I'm still gonna make fun of the people wearing the mask in the car because I'm sorry, you don't need it in the car unless you've no, got no, pe- no, other you people in your you car that yeah. you don't. Unless you're like, like a lift, a lift driver, you're yeah, or carpooling or something. something like that. But outside of those circum, you know, limited circumstances, you're right. You don't right. need to have a mask on. But, um, but yeah, it's uh, I, I, I there's another thing I did want to talk about because uh, we were going to talk. So the topic for today, we're going to talk about COVID and. Not necessarily really about COVID. It's about the 2020 presidential election, but what kind of effect COVID could have on the election process or voting and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But before we talked about that, I did want to get into something. I know we talked about it a little bit before we started recording, but mm-hmm. I had a, a, an interesting conversation today on Facebook, and I figured I'll uh, I'll lay it out there and see what other people think about this. and. It really, so it stems off of a picture that, you know, talks about how low, first off, they call them survival rates, but I don't, no one calls it a survival, uh, survival rate. They never look at the people that survived. They look at the, they look at the death rate. Death rate. Yeah. So it's basically said that the death rate in the United States for COVID-19 was, it it was, uh, less than 1%. 0. 0.017%. Right. Which is not true. Which is not true. And for the life of me, I'm looking at this picture and I'm like, well, how the hell did they come across this number? Because mm-hmm. everything I've seen, it's in the 
three to four percent range, roughly. Right. Well, you can just look at the the total number of people who've died, which is what one hundred forty thousand now. One hundred forty seven thousand. One hundred forty seven thousand, and look at the number of people who've contracted. As of the end of the day yesterday, it was one hundred forty seven thousand one hundred twenty people that have died of the one point one five five six three two million people. Right. So that's that's well over one percent, right? Ian, you have very poor math. I do have poor math. It's like closer to ten percent. That's actually three point five four percent. Okay, whatever. I, I was in the middle. I was on either side of the middle. <laughs> but anyway, way off. Anyway, three percent. That's that's a more accurate number. That's the the mortality rate. That's how many people are dying. Which means the survival rate is ninety six point whatever percent of the people who've contracted. Correct. Correct. So what they're saying is the number is way lower because they're looking at what number? I've let you finish. So I, I, I you know what for the life of me, I never did figure out what so originally I thought they were looking at the population death, the death rate compared to total population in the US. Right. But that doesn't eat add up either. Actually that's oh, no, a, it doesn't. that's like that would be because we got three hundred and three hundred and twenty eight point two million people in the United States. Right. So that would have actually be like point zero 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 something it's a much smaller number than the point zero one seven percent that they're saying on the in this picture that was posted right so i i kind of the way i kind of tried to explain it was that yes so you look at that number and you think to yourself god 3.5 percent so you got a 96.5 percent wow that's a big chance of surviving this right right but if you look at it, so I've also, I didn't talk about this, but I've talked about this with other people. A lot of people are like, well, you know, once there's herd immunity, we'll all be safe from it. Okay. But what, to get to the point where herd immunity happens, you need roughly 70 to 80% of the population to get this. Right. Right. So if you look at that number and you think 3.5%, if 3.5% of that is a big freaking number of 70 to 80%, you're just talking, you know, five plus million deaths right which at that point even though that 3.5 percent you're like wow that's really small it's a really small number but you actually factor that into the population of the united states it becomes a very large number and when you talk about five million deaths in the united when states, you're talking about one death one person is it's a life it's a life ended not to mention the fact that if you look at it the people who are surviving are not like oh i'm better now a lot of them are dealing with uh, scarring of their lungs. They're dealing with uh, new cases of asthma. Yeah. Um, people who uh, were susceptible or on the road to having COPD now have COPD as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not getting out of this without consequences regardless. Yeah. So the the point that the person and that's posting this is trying to make is that it's all blown out of proportion. Exactly. That's, that's and a, it's yes. not. It's it's not. And, and so the argument that uh, several other people were making, and I was just kind of scrolling through, and I found a couple I need to reply to when I'm done here. <laughs> okay. um, so <laughs> their uh, their kind of thinking is, well, you know, we don't know how many people are po- are, are are positive, right. and that's true. And that's why I say, if you look at that 3.5 percent, that's probably on the high end. So even if you say 1.5 percent. If you say the actual death rate is 1%, let's say, of that, if everyone gets it, of 
one point of sorry of of uh, three hundred and twenty eight million people. That's three million, three point two million people. It's exactly. almost three point three million people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Well, one hundred and forty seven thousand is a, lot, a lot, of lot of people. Yeah, but they say, well, you know, there's sixty thousand people that die of of the flu every year. Yeah, but this is we're talking months. Uh, yes, yeah, I know. That's what I'm trying to. That's the point I was trying to get. It's to, more than is. double what the flu does, and it's done it in three months. It's four months. Four yeah. months. Yeah, that's one third of the fucking year. So the interesting thing is, so we got in this kind of argument of how mortality rates are calculated and kind of what what i was saying was the same thing you were saying you know you, to, to figure out a mortality rate you take the amount of people that have died mm-hmm. and compare that to the amount of people that are infected right okay and that's where you get the 3.54 percent uh and I, I think if you look at the numbers today the numbers that came out today that rate actually drops down to like 3.52 percent but I don't have those numbers in front. I got yesterday's numbers in front of me. That's right. I'm just kind of going off of that. Mm-hmm. So their argument was, like I said, you, no, no, no. You have to take the amount of people that have died and compare that to the amount of people in the country. No. Like, and I told them, I said, well, that's not how mortality rates are are calculated. And their response was, well, we just we're, we just have a, a differing opinion. You can't have I'm a like, different no. opinion of, mu- of numbers. <laughs> numbers are numbers. Exactly. And and accurately defining what these numbers mean is it, it can't be debatable. No. And I said, well, that's not how mortality rates are. are that's not how. I, and I even I made another comment to another person when we were kind of arguing back and forth about. It. Now I shouldn't say arguing. It's been a relatively calm conversation. But the the point I was making to this other person was because David said David said no, you're wrong. That's all they want. No, you're wrong. So I replied to him and I said, well, that's okay. I'm partially wrong because if you take something like a murder rate, a murder rate, you would take the amount of people that that have died and compare that to general population or the specific specific population in a specific area over a specific amount of time. But that's because you can't predict what a murder is. You, exactly. Can, there exactly. are predictable ways and it's one specific type. Now, if you were to adjust that to just people who die from gunshot wounds, you would have to take the number of people shot rather mm-hmm. than the population of the country. Well, so this is a more specific uh, cause of death is my is what the point I'm making. So, yeah, yeah. When you look, so when you look at a disease-specific death rate mm-hmm. or mortality rate, sorry, their mortality rates are not death rates. So if you look at a disease-specific mortality rate, you would look at that number of deaths compared to people infected. And I, I, I used, I said, fine, you know what? Take COVID out of it. Let's talk about diabetes. Mm-hmm. I said, if you want to factor it, if you want to figure out the mortality rate of diabetes, what would you do? You would take the people that, that have died and that have As had, a result of diabetes yes. and then compare it to those people, who still have yes. it and are alive. And I said, look, if you, why would you wouldn't factor in the people that don't have diabetes because their data is irrelevant to the mortality rate. Right. And so it's the same thing with COVID. You're, you're going to take and you're going to compare that to the people that are infected, not the people that don't, that are, aren't infected. So it, it was, it's been a very strange The problem is, is that we, we don't have very good education in this country when it comes to what science actually is, um, what the scientific method is, and... It shows all, all over the place. Mm-hmm. 
Um, in fact, it shows right up to the top. Because it's obvious that certain members of the government, high-ranking members of the government, have probably never been in a science class. And if they were, they paid somebody to take the test for them. Yeah, it's... I don't want to say any names, Trump. But... <laughs> <laughs> we know that he paid people to take all of his other tests for him, so he might as well have paid someone to take a science test yeah, for him. Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. It, it was, it's been a very interesting conversation, to say the least, and it's mm-hmm. taken up way more of my time than today than it should. And I was talking to Manny about it before, before you came over today, and uh, she was like, why do you engage with these people? And I was like, well, because... I feel I have to. Right. I, I, I get to that point, too. There's a lot of times I don't. Like, I'll just be like, fuck it, I can't do it. But then there's other times I'm like, nope, I can't, I can't ignore this one. You know? Well, see, because the thing is, and, and for the most part, I do try to stay away from some of the craziness. Because I see a lot of posts online. And I when I see, like, uh, the, the news post something, or, you know, whether it's Detroit News, I'm live, whatever, I, sometimes I'll just kind of go through and I'll skim through the through the comments on there, and some of them are get really outrageous, but a lot of them end up turning into an argument where it gets like super personal and names are being called and just there's nothing constructive about it. Right. So when I come across a conversation or when I come across a post or something that I know is blatantly false, and I have the knowledge to back up my argument. I sometimes will be so inclined to throw my two cents in. But I, I the one thing I always do is I always try to keep it as constructive as possible. Once it gets personal, once they start attacking me, I'm done with it. Right. I'll just I just kind of walk away from it. I won't even look at the I've been very I, lucky. I, won't, I won't look at the the after the, that. Yeah, the poster. I've been very else. lucky cuz I've had so, not a lot cuz I don't engage in it as much as you do, but there's been a few times where I've had to just step in and like you said just because I'm I'm aware of the facts, and I I feel I can educate. So I'll post this long response to these these other posts. First off, there's and your mistake. Your mistake is first off, never respond with a long post. Why? Because people won't read it, or they won't even read. The then whole what's thing. the point of doing it? So that's the other thing is is I try to make a point without making it like super involved. Well. And then, and that's when, and that's kind of where I get more into like the conversation. Like, I'll post something and I'll wait for them, even though I'll have like more stuff I want to say. I'll post something and see what they respond, and then I'll kind of tweak what what else I wanted to say into a response. Well, I was going to say, I, more... I, I've never had it get personal with me. I, I've had people delete my posts. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've had that happen. I've had that all, all happen um, also. But I've never, I've never had anyone like, call me names. Thankfully, yeah, you know? oh, I, I have. Not that but... it would bother me, you know. Just I'm no, glad, no, no, no. You know? And I mean, you can, I mean, you, you can stand in front of me and call me all you want. It's not gonna anything you want. It's not. It's not. I, gonna I do. Me. <laughs> uh, Ian does. Yeah, but uh, I'm still alive. <laughs> I will say that I, I can say honestly that a lot of people. A lot of people will say the most craziest, outlandish things online that I guarantee they would never fucking say to me in person. Right. And I feel, and it's not just me, I feel like a lot of people are like that. You know, because a lot of people, when they got that computer screen in front of them, and there's... Detachment. They're kind of detached from from the the argument. They're detached from well, the situation. They're they're, they're also uh, they feel immune from the consequences yes. of of their statements. 
It's one of the downfalls of the internet age. If yeah. You ask me. Yeah. But uh, they should they should invent a little thing. It's like a just a, like a, a hand. And every time you say something that you shouldn't say, it just someone, punches you in the face. Someone has the right on the other on their other end to push the button and it slap you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I you know that's probably another thing is I feel like I feel like there's a lot of people in this world that. Uh, that just haven't been punched in the face once or twice in their life. Yeah. They, well, yeah. It's a, that's it. You know, um, I've it, never been punched in the face, but you know, I've said some things to people that made them like, "Oh, I'm about to fucking punch you in the face." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, maybe I went too far there." So I learned my lesson. So it's the like, it's the people who've never learned that lesson. Yeah. The, you know, the, they lack the fear of retaliation. I guess. Well, just just lack the the understanding that there's sometimes consequences to your actions. Yeah, yeah. You know. But yeah, that's interesting. It was a, it's been an interesting day because, like I told Mandy, I was like last night because we got home from Cedar Point. And that was the other thing. Cedar Point closes at eight o'clock at night, right? So we were home by like ten because it only takes us like an hour and forty minutes to get home, right? Uh, well, it takes me an hour and forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably closer to like an hour and a half, hour mm-hmm. and thirty-five minutes. But anyway, yeah. normal it. people, it takes about two hours no. driving the speed limit. No, I would say like if you're driving the speed limit. It's probably like an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, okay. Well, you're that's, closer to it than I am from my house. That's true. That, that's well, yeah, add, true. add another that's, 25 that, minutes on there, it's two hours. That's, that's or 20 true. minutes. Yeah. So, you know, so we got home. At, it was probably a little after 10 last night when we got home because we walked out of the park right at 8. So, or 10 after 8, something like that. So it was, you know, 10, between 10 and 10.30 by the time we got home. Actually, it probably was about 10.30 when we got home. So I told Mandy, I was like, well, you know, I'm just going to go. Because originally I was going to stay up and do some work last night. For the show today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I told Mandy, well, I was like, well, I'll just uh, get up in the morning and, you know, toss on some records and, you know, work on my notes and do that stuff. And, dude, I'm not shitting you. I didn't even start taking notes until 2 o'clock this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, today was a lazy day for me, too. I think I told you. I pretty much stayed in bed all day. I was up at 8 o'clock this morning. Yeah. I, well, I, I was I was still away. I, I work nights. Nick works afternoons. I work nights. So I got home from I work yesterday. I call it afternoons. I work evening all right evenings whatever um afternoon you're like, in bed for about three to four hours before i three hours before i get home yeah from, before I, I even leave work because afternoons i think like 11 so we have an 11 a to 11 p shift mm-hmm. i see that kind of as like more after, afternoons, after, yeah. more afternoons. Yeah. then you're probably right yeah evenings because i work 3 p.m to 3 a.m so yeah. i'm working till like early in the morning right. i don't get, i don't get home to about four right i work 7 p p.m to 7 a.m so i don't usually get home till about eight eight yeah. in the morning and then you know, wind down eat dinner whatever yeah so yesterday morning i get home from work and i um i probably didn't go to bed till about 11 yeah but i slept till like nine last night so then i was up because i slept my normal day shift you know and actually slept in for what i would have slept uh-huh. roughly um if I had to get up and go to work, so I was up all night, and I ended up falling asleep at five, and I woke up at like I don't eleven, and I was just I felt like the day was gone, so I yeah. just stayed in bed. <laughs> That's uh, so that was one thing that always killed me about working nights is when I worked seven p to seven a is like like you said I'd get home at like seven forty five in the morning, but I wouldn't stay up. I'd go home and go straight to bed, right. and but you know by the time you. There's a lot of days I'd wake up at like three o'clock. My kids would be coming home from school and kind of wake up, and it's like the whole freaking day is gone. Or if I was off for like a stretch, I would try to stay up till like noon, 
but then I'd like end up sleeping for way too freaking long. So I don't know. It, it was just, I don't know. It always seems like that first day off, I was like, the whole day was shot. Mm. Well, I, normally it's not. I had plans to do stuff today. I just, like I said, I, I was going to get up at, I had my alarm set for eight and I figured I can hit the snooze for like an hour. Yeah. Um, but then I, I did, and I did, I hit the snooze and I, I honestly, I think I consciously said no more and just turned it off. <laughs> You're like, and fuck this shit. It, yeah. And, and like I said, I got about 1130 and I was like, cause I was supposed to go to my dad's house in the, at 10. I told yeah. him I'd be there at 10 or around 10. And, uh, like I said, I didn't wake up till like 1130. Yeah. So like, eh. and I didn't want to go get up, get ready, go to his house be at his house and then have to come out here right from his house because that's probably what it would end up happening yeah so well i mean you're not too far uh yeah i would have it would have been i would have been driving from woodhaven to dundee i mean unless i took which, the back way which, which would probably you, take about shoot, the same amount. shoot straight down 75 in a monroe and then come across to dundee it's not that yeah well it's 40 I minutes guess, yeah i guess it would you're about 40 minutes from woodhaven from here yeah yeah, but how about we get? How about we after we since we've been talking about this crap for uh, half an hour? How about we spend some time talking about our topic? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it's a it's a hard no. Yeah, so let's talk more about our sleeping in <laughs> and, and the plans that we didn't actually accomplish today. That's a, that's entertainment right there. <laughs> it does seem like we did a neither one of us got anything done that we needed to get done today. No, no, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't do shit. Yeah, I, I sat around, listened to some records, and uh, argued with people on Facebook. Yeah, and I just watched YouTube videos and slept. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of YouTube. That's yeah. which is funny because well, I it was because um, we have a YouTube channel, but right, I was watching. Actually, uh, we have two YouTube channels. I was watching Eight Out of Ten Cats Does Countdown. It's a, a British quiz show that I can't watch any other way other than YouTube. Yeah. So, but I was watching like back at a lot you know old episodes of gotcha, it you know, gotcha. from like five years ago so we're like uh what four months for an election three three and a half months august november august october november december no three oh, months three months did you say december yeah i said through december in there has <laughs> got lost in the uh, you're thinking uh, the end of the year yeah so. well it, it is kind of the end so of the year. it's a, the end of a long four years actually a, hopefully. a little a little over three months yeah so you know, with all this kind of COVID stuff going on, it kind of made me think, you know, with the election right around the corner, you know, it, most states are trying to figure out kind of what is the best way kind of to handle to, to handle the voting process. And, you know, I, the thing I was kind of thinking of is, well, obviously, if you look at polling data, if you look at elections for the past, you know, 30 years 30 plus years you know the way it look the way it kind of goes is the fewer the votes are the fewer the people that the vote the more likely it is for a republican to win mm-hmm. so could covid19 somehow suppress the vote enough to cost the democrats no not only the white house but the house or the senate i would say no, if it was any other president that was any other incumbent, yes, the answer would be yes. Because you'd be more likely to say yes. They could, yeah, if it, it was a different, them. if it was a different incumbent. But I think there's enough people who, at least I'm hoping, enough people that see the 
the true consequences of not voting in this election. Yeah. Because I, I guess, you know, if you look at most, if you look at most major polls or mo- most major polling companies or whatever they are, you know, they, they, they're, they're, their polling is really showing that Democrats have a strong chance of not only winning the White House, mm-hmm. but to win the Senate and retain the House. Wow. Which is actually necessary, wholly necessary right now, to fix some things that have been screwed up in the last few years. Yeah. Last Not to mention managing the situation that we're in. Exactly, absolutely. But, you know, are they doing enough to kind of make sure that voter turnout is as large as possible? Because I know, that, like, if you look at the way Michigan has, has, has approached this, we kind of set ourselves up for it to, I think— go in our in, in the Democrats' favor as far as, like, getting out the vote. Mm-hmm. Because in, was it the midterm? Was it 2016 or 2018? 2018 I was think, the midterm. I, well, I know what the midterm was, dummy. I was trying to say, was it the, I was trying to remember if it was the 2016 election. I think it was a 2018 midterm election where the state of Michigan passed um, question, no questions asked, absentee voting. Mm-hmm. Right? It was okay. 20, yeah. it was the same election where, yeah, yeah, that was the it was I think it was the midterms in 2018 that we passed that. Um, well, no, what what election was it when we when le- when marijuana is legalized? Was it 2018? Was 2018? Okay, yeah. so it was it was the midterm. So in 2018, we the state of Michigan passed a, an amendment that anyone could vote absentee. Questions no no questions asked. Mm-hmm. You could just get a ballot and mail and, and mail, mail it. In. Right. So we kind of set ourselves up to be able to to do this kind of vote by mail kind of thing, whereas a lot of other states are still trying to fight for that, right? So, but at least in Michigan, I think we've kind of said like I've already I've, I've done my August ballot already and and taken that in. I just take it. There's a box when you walk into the Dundee Township building here. Mm. There's a box set up, and you walk in, just drop your ballot in. That's oh, it. Okay. So I don't know if that's the best way to kind of go about it or i don't know what are your thoughts on it Ian? well i think if the for any of the areas that are having issues fighting to get mail-in ballots okayed maybe they should find a way to compromise and say okay if you're not going to allow mail-in ballots start opening the polls earlier meaning um two to three weeks earlier yeah to, to allow early right. voting. And, and you don't have to do it every day, but two or three days a week for the for three to four weeks leading up to the Including election. a couple of weekends, probably. Right, exactly. Just Saturdays, I think, would be safe. Yeah. Um, or just Sundays, but, you know, you got the Bible Belt to deal with. They, they wouldn't go for the voting on Sunday. So there's actually a thing they call souls to the polls mm-hmm. that they used to do in the South. Right. Which was... But that's on a Tuesday. No, uh, well, yeah, they'd much rather you be in church on Sunday than at the I'm, polls. I'm just saying, though, it, it, you know, even if the polls were open, I mean, uh, if it was open after church, I don't think it would ever. And problem. quite honestly, I don't think I'd feel comfortable with a, a bunch of people being. Um, well, I mean, it's going to happen anyway, but uh, I don't. I don't want preachers getting up on a bus with a bunch of people driving to the polls and having all that free time to tell them who they should be voting for when they're not being a. Um, when they're not paying taxes and giving, well, get, earning I, see, that right. But to here's do that. the thing, though, with the whole souls to the polls, you know that was a that was a that was a tactic to get out the Democratic vote, right? 
So you still have a problem with it? No, I don't oh, have a problem. Okay. With, no, yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. But my point is, because I'm, ju- I'm just saying this, you know, that it's been a way to get. Let me just my, put it this minority way. Yes. votes. I get it. No, I, I get it. Voting booth. My my objection to it is that I don't like religious organizations or or people with a re- religious affiliations using their affiliation to dictate what people should be voting for. However, my desire to get as many people to vote regardless of who they're voting for outweighs my my result or my problem with that i yeah i, I would agree with you yeah i would I, much I, rather I, have people voting i don't I, care i would agree what with you they're this, voting this for. way i have no problem with with the pastor saying hey uh you know let's all meet up at the church we're gonna have a, a quick service and then we're all gonna go to the voting booth no problem with that right my problem is hey we're all gonna go to the voting booth and i want you all to vote for candidate x right which they're doing anyway Which they're doing anyway you know i think that there's probably fewer people now they're doing that than i would say i'd say it's probably more now i would say no because the churches are getting away with a lot they're getting i would say the billions of dollars they've gotten from the the relief fund that they shouldn't have gotten because they don't fucking pay taxes i would say in the 70s 80s 90s there was probably a lot more oh i think you're i think you're being naive i think that it's no, no, now no, no, they're no. not no. it's not worse now I'm, just in the last four and what i'm saying is I'm, I'm saying that the 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 it was more prevalent not necessarily that there are more people doing it right is that there was uh, there was more of a there was a higher percentage of the pastors that were doing it at that time because no one was watching then. Exactly. Okay. That, that, and that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Fair enough. Because I've been to, I will say that. But there's a lot of them doing it now because they think they can just get away I with it. I will say that over the past decade, I've been to quite a few churches. And off the top of my head, I can't think of a single one of them where it's been like that. Right. Because, like you said, there is more eyes. There is less tolerance of that in a lot of more progressive church settings, which is obviously what I'm going to. Right. I'm, not, I'm not going to your, your Southern Baptist your Southern Baptist churches yeah. or anything like that, where a lot of that's going on. And a lot of that, and like I said before, a lot of that, like Southern Baptist stuff, uh, there's a good chunk of those that are saying, hey, that, or that will be saying, hey, Joe Biden's the candidate to go vote for. Mm, that's right. there's a percentage of that that's going to be maybe and I, even, and, whatever, look, and I will say this as a democratic supporter as a joe biden supporter i'm not in favor of that either right no i'm not either I, yeah the churches have no right to be dictating anything no as far as politics go but then taking elderly people who don't have rides on tuesdays to the yeah that i have no problem with it's yeah. it's the proselytizing and and the politicizing of it. politicizing yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the only problem I have with it. Because like I said, no matter what problem I have with that, it's always going to be overshadowed. That problem is going to be overshadowed by the idea that we don't have enough people voting. Yeah. And, and the more and, people voting, the better, period. And, and But the, the whole thing with people not voting, that's been an issue for a long, long time. Oh, of course it has, yeah. You know, on a, on a good year, we have, what, 35 to 40% of the, the available voters voting? Mm, I'd say, well, no, because it was like 40-some percent in 2016, and a lot of people said it that. Must, it must have been low, low 40s then. It was, but okay. it was still in the 40s, okay. and that was considered super low. It no, was like, no, 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 no. And we had like 60% turnout for in 2008. No, we did not. Yeah, we did. No, not, I'm, I'm talking of the uh, available uh, voters. I yeah. want to say that number has never been be higher than 50%. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure of that. I want to say that in 2016, I want to say the number was less than 40%. Mm. 
I I thought it was oh you know maybe it was forty percent didn't show up. No, that wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, I want to say when the I want to say that yeah, I think it was twenty twelve or two, it was either two thousand eight or two thousand twelve when we had um you know a, a large Democratic voting block. It must have been two thousand eight. I want to say that number was like forty. Mid low to mid forties of the of the available voters voting. Uh, let's see voter turnout for tw- oh. for what I'm looking at 2016. Okay, just l- let's, let's just look at 2016. It says 58 percent turned out in 2016. 58 percent of 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 what? the eligible voters. Okay. Um. So maybe so maybe that ended up being and that's according so may- to so, PBS. So, so maybe hour. maybe I'm opposite then. Maybe right. I'm thinking 40 percent of of all. People in the U.S.? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot of people who... There's a lot of people that can't vote. Or aren't registered to vote. Correct. Um, it's still a small percentage for a country that, in modern times, basically invented the the vote. That that number, look, I mean, I... I the That number should never be below 75% to yeah. 80%. I would... That would be my my, rest, my recommendation. You know, if... if I think the country would be a much different place if 75 to 80 percent of the people voted. Oh, of course it would, because we wouldn't have any Republicans in all this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not necessarily true. No, we'd have a few, but not enough to really cause any fucking problems. Yeah. It, it, They'd just it, be figureheads for their for their party. Yeah, it's so if you kind of look at polling for the last like 30 plus years, you know, um, uh, a majority of the country. I would say more and more of the country is aligning itself with the Democratic Party. And at least on social issues. Well, on on everything, really, yeah. across the board. Because if, if you think about it, if you look at Democrats versus Republicans, Democrats, there's generally, you know, 3 to 5% more Democrats than Republicans. And like we were talking at the beginning of the show, small percentage can equal a large number of people. right. right. And what what the majority of the country is is a, a majority like I want to say like forty some percent aligns itself or calls itself an independent, mm-hmm. right? And that's why they always say that the independent vote is generally what decides an election. But if you look at the independent vote, if you look at Gallup just released some polls not too long ago that talked specifically to this, is if you take that like roughly forty percent of independents. Mm-hmm. A majority of them call themselves independent, but align themselves with either the Democratic Party or the Republican Party. On the vast majority, on of the their vast issues. majority issues, and even in that, I want to say the there was like ten percent. The Democrats had like a ten percent edge on Republicans in those independents, mm-hmm. and that there's really only about seven percent of those independents that are really truly independent and really don't align themselves with one party or the other. Right. Now, that's kind of how polarized the country has become. Is there's really, and that's why I said there's really no independence left. You got that very small sliver, and a majority of the the voters out there are either Democrat or lean Democrat independent. Right. So that's why I'm saying, you know, the the more people you get out and vote, the less the likelihood there is of a second Trump term. Right. Well, that's. I mean, that's obvious because that's. The vast majority of people who didn't show up in in 
2016. They didn't show up as a result of they had not. I don't think they. It's kind of a combination of things. They actually didn't think Trump would win, and they didn't want to give their vote to Hillary. Yeah. So they figured, well, if he, if she's going to win anyway, I don't have to vote for her. I don't have to show up because yeah. I don't want him to win either. Or but. is that lesser than lesser than two evils? You know? Right. I'll vote for Trump because he's not as untrust. Oops, I'm sorry. That was a big noise. That yeah. shit. Uh, he's not as untrustworthy as Hillary Clinton, which has been proven to be the and, biggest it, falsehood it, ever. Absolutely. Yes. Um, but you know what? It was a great ploy by the Republican Party to get a a, a vast majority of their voting block mm-hmm. to believe that right. because they came out, you know, in, in droves. To vote against her because of Benghazi and the emails and everything else. It was complete bullshit right. smokescreen. Yeah. But they bought into a hook, line, singer. Yeah. Well, and, but and the sad thing is, is all those people are still buying into all the lies. Um, the, 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 the benefit is, is yeah, that. Yeah, they're, they're anti-ma- anti-mask people now. Yeah. Anti-mask, COVID's a conspiracy, yeah. all that stuff, yeah. A vast left-wing conspiracy. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> 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 whatever so I, I guess kind of the I'll, I'll kind of wrap it up like this you know has you know the 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 result because I, I, I you look at all these polling and you know I, I has the result of the 2016 election swayed the public's trust in polling data you know because you look at all these polls they're saying that Biden's Way ahead. Way ahead. I'm talking 10, di- 10, per, 10 plus percent yeah. in a majority of the polls out there. Mm-hmm. Even the some of the swing states, he is in yeah. some of the a lot. Even the conservative polls have I want to say like didn't they have above been, above the margin of error? Right, like four percent, three or four percent in Alabama, wasn't it? I would which that that would I I don't believe that. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm asking because I swore I saw that, I, but I I'm have, not 100 percent sure now. I have not seen that. So um, he was all, he was up in Alabama. I don't know what the percentage was, and I don't know if it was above the margin of error. But yeah. I know he was up uh, in in several polls in Alabama. That, that would surprise me. But you know, I'm talking like national polls, you know, like Wall Street Journal and things like that. Things that are generally align themselves more with mm-hmm. with conservative branding. Have Biden in the lead, or maybe um, it was Georgia. Maybe it was Georgia. Georgia, because I, I haven't seen any poll come out of Alabama yeah. that has. Because now I'm thinking about, I know, I know Trump's ahead. Last time, by I, a small amount in like Mississippi and Florida, I think. Last time I saw a, a poll out of Alabama, uh, Trump was leading by you know four to six percent. Okay, the exact I mean, maybe it wasn't Alabama then. Now that I'm thinking about it, but anyway, yeah. Come on. Do your own a- homework. A- Alab- <laughs> Don't listen to me. Alabama would almost rather elect a pedophile over a Democrat. That's so, true. That is true. I forgot about that. So that's going to be a tough, that's going to be tough, tough sell. Yeah, a tough sell in Alabama for, uh, mm. but for a Democrat. At least, uh, at least Joe Biden's not a pedophile. So. That's true. Well, they claim he is. Oh, because he, he hugs people? Because he hugs people. Because he's touchy-feely yeah. with everybody, including men? Yeah, I know. He's constantly hugging and touching people. Well, I've known lots of people like that. You remember, the, you know, they said that uh, that Barack Obama was a homosexual, too, in a lot of those attack ads. and you know, That Michelle Obama was really a man. And yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. I want, I want Michelle Obama to be president. I think she'd be a good running mate. Well, I th- I, this is how I explained it to my mother. I said, look... 
if Obama, if Michelle Obama was willing to do it, because she's not. She's not. Because I think they, if she was, she would already be not. Actually, we should know here pretty soon. Pretty soon, yeah. Well, August is when they usually do the the, the um, convention. So I thought I thought he said we know before August third. I thought is yeah, what he said. Maybe, but the, this is this is what happens if if he picks Michelle, he guarantees eight years for himself. And then theoretically, we could guarantee another eight for her. Yeah, probably. So we could Unless, actually have sixteen years of, of Democratic control of the White House yeah. if if Michelle was willing to run with yeah. him. But I know she's not, and I get it because I think it has it it's it put a strain on the family, the, the their daughters, that she saw what it did to Brock because of the shit he had to deal with. I don't know the, the race, the the blatant racism right in the middle of the fucking. Um, State of the Union speeches. I know, Dave. I know, but the the kind of the thing I I also look at it is, you know what? Their daughters are aren't, old enough. They're they're not they're not kids anymore. No, but what I'm it's saying like, is is that it, it took a toll, and she just probably didn't want to do it. Maybe, maybe you know. I mean, she's qualified. She's more than qualified. I she's, think so. she's a lawyer. She she knows the law. Mm-hmm. Um, like well, I said, she's more than qualified. President Obama was a constitutional attorney, and they still attacked him for not knowing the Constitution. So, well, they know. <laughs> They they attacked him for knowing the Constitution too well. Yeah, that's the problem. Well, that's not the way they when, sold it. That's no, because that's they sold what it is. Yeah. When you when you actually understand what the Constitution's saying, it doesn't mean what they think it means. Yes, exactly. It, it I don't know. It's 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 going to be an interesting couple of months. The the lead up because you know what it is. I, but I and I, I would say that you know four years ago I keep saying this. Four years ago, we were in a similar situation. Yeah, Hillary that was up in all the polls. July, August, she was up ahead. She wasn't, you know, ten to fifteen no. percent up. No, but, but she was definitely. Nobody believed Trump was going to win. No. Well, know? I kept saying it was going to be close. I did too. Closer, I never, I never, for a minute, thought he didn't have a chance to win. The closer it got to the election, you know, inside two weeks before that election. You know, I kept saying I was I was talking to actually I was talking to the guy I was actually arguing with today uh, that I, I was talking to him prior to that election. I kept saying it's going to be a razor thin margin. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a really close race. I just hoped that Hillary would would, would pull it edge out. out. Yeah, and I was and and she she didn't. And I I you know I don't know how much you know that comey played into it or anything else you know I, I think there was i think a lot of people just stayed home i don't think i don't think it was any one thing i think i think you it was had a culmination one, of if you had to pick one factors. thing i think it was the fact that there too many people just didn't show up yeah that would have voted for her well, would have well, voted I, democrat well, we, that would have voted democrat. we know that you know because if you look at the 20 2012 and 2008 election data which isn't there's nothing subjective there it's black and white data right Donald Trump got roughly as many votes as as Romney and McCain right. in 2008 and 2012, within several percentage right. of, I shouldn't say percentage, within a small sliver of votes. Right. They were all in the same neighborhood. Right. Hillary got a lot less votes than, you know, Barack, than Barack Obama did yeah. in 2012 Absolutely. and 2008. Because you can't really look at two thousand the, the 2008 numbers, Democrats are going to have a hard time matching those kind of numbers. You know, unless was, unless Michelle was on the ballot with, with unless, exactly 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 <laughs> you, know, you put her but on I the think, ballot I think you'd have a landslide I think Biden is going to get close to the to the you know 2012 Barack Obama numbers and that's going to be enough to win him the White House yeah well let's hope let's hope it's just a matter of like you said and I, we both said you got to get out and vote you get yeah, absolutely it, vote vote by mail vote in person it doesn't matter just fucking just vote. get out there and vote that's it that's it. But, uh, I don't, and I don't even care if your pastor is taking you there. Just 
go. <laughs> you know. But uh, I don't know, man. Anything else you want to add to it? I, I, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. No. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how individual states go about ensuring the safety of voters. Right. Because in Michigan, you know, as of time of recording, they've already said that you're not required to wear a mask to vote in November. So how much? Well, they can't. That's only because they can't turn you away. Yeah, exactly. So it's not that they 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 want you to wear a mask. They they would try to make it mandatory. But the problem is, if someone shows up without a mask and they turn them away, they're they're suppressing suppressing the vote. The vote. So that so that's what I'm trying to say is, if you're, you know, someone in your 60s, 70s, that has voted Democrat your whole life, and you're afraid, and it's you're male. and you're well, that's what I'm saying though yeah. is if you're afraid, you know. Maybe they don't trust voting by mail. Yeah. You know, they spent their whole life voting in person. Mm. You know, and they, they could be the same kind of person that doesn't believe in credit cards or the internet or anything else, sure. online banking, anything else in the 21st century. Right. You know, well, so those kind of people are going to be more afraid to risk their health and go stand in line for X amount of time to, to vote. Well, let me ask you this, because your dad is, is, a, is a high susceptible person. Did he vote in person in the last election? I think so, yeah. Okay. I my, don't, my dad, I, don't, I don't think my parents will, would ever vote by mail. Okay, because my, my dad is not as susceptible as yours, um, but has his own health issues. And him and my stepmom have voted by mail since 2016. Oh, yeah. I believe. And maybe even beyond that, but I'm pretty sure since 2016. But in every election, they voted yeah. by mail. And they don't have any problem with it. Yeah. They, it's, it's been fine for them. So I don't have any problem with it either. I mean, yeah. I for me, it's just it's it's missing out on that opportunity to, you know, I to what? To well, check, to, no, because you just, do the exact same thing. I know, but it's like it's the exact same ballot. It's just this idea of going to the polls. You know, I, it's an old fashioned idea for me. Yeah. But as far as the health of myself and and those around me, that's a different story. I mean, yeah. it's not like I'm putting my this nostalgic idea above above the safety of others but you know that's what i feel i'm losing it's not that i don't trust the mail in i just i like going to the polls i like being there in person i yeah. like no, sliding I, my ballot into I the thing i get it you know? i get it and but you want to know something like i said i already already done my my ballot for i haven't for so august i'm gonna, I'm gonna vote it's in the person. exact same process it's the exact same ballot you put it inside this little envelope thing with the little tab sticking out of the top uh-huh. And they literally just open up your envelope and feed it in the machine. That's all they do. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you're you're not missing out on anything, right? Well, I I didn't I didn't do the. Mail. It's just I didn't it, you know there, my... there is a a percentage of people out there that are not going to trust the people at the voting station actually feeding their. Well, their I can't in. I can't even go to the gas station without having seen people without masks. So yeah, you know. But I'm not I'm not a high risk person. And I no, wear no, my no. Mask, I'm saying so. that I, there's people out there like my Mandy doesn't trust them to actually count her ballot, her mail-in ballot. Yes. Okay. Well, I liked. I I don't know. I mean, I guess there's a part of me that doesn't, but you know, you just got to. There's a part of me that doesn't even trust when I slide it into the machine that the machine's going to read it. Yeah. You know, you just you have to kind of take it on faith. As much as I hate doing stuff like yeah, that, but uh, but you know, when you're in person or whatever. I, I'm gonna the August election. I have to vote in person. I haven't signed up to do mail in. I haven't sold out my mail in thing yet. You know, you do it right online, right? 
Oh no. You go to Michigan. Got Michigan. But isn't there a deadline to do it? And uh, I don't know. You'd have to. You'd have to look. Yeah. But it's because I mean, we're talking. It's two weeks away. It's two yeah. weeks from Tuesday. So yeah. not even. It's a week from Tuesday. But yeah, you can. It's a week from Tuesday. You can. Uh, you can sign up online and do just the, just the dis, um, November election. Right. You know. Well, you, that's what I'm probably going to do. Because I I had the option of doing August, or November or both. Right. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. But as far as the August, I'm going to go. I'm going to go in person because I go early in the morning. I've never been in a, in a crowd of more than 10 people yeah. voting where I vote because I go right after work. Yeah. And, it's there, you know, I'm literally there. When the polls open. Yeah, half hour after, after the polls yeah, open. Exactly. So there's and it's. And that's what Mandy said, too, because our, in our area, the voting line is never very long. Right. Because right. so, we live in a rural area. So, yeah. of course, there's not a lot of minority voters in my area. So why would they want to suppress the vote? Right. Exactly. Well, <laughs> it's it's you know, when, to be it's fair, when, it's when you go to Detroit and those areas where look at look at the voting. turnout. We your your little town here had a Black Lives Matter rally, and we had two hundred people there. We man. had was, a lot of people. Was, I mean, that's yeah. for for a, a predominantly white area, yeah, and a rural area at that. I'd say really, the turnout was really was, was really positive. Yeah, so absolutely. Don't you know? Don't don't shit on your little town I, too much. I, I, I try not to. I, you know, it is still full of Republican <laughs> racist people because hey, hey, we hey. saw them drive by. <laughs> we, but you know what? You want to know something? A couple elections ago, we we uh, elected a Democratic mayor with a Hispanic last name. So. Hmm. So like she like, she got voted out of office the, the very, very next, next time. Election, but yeah. yeah. But hey, it's a progress it's, of a sort. It's a start, but yeah. uh, well, that's all I got. Me, anything else, Dad? No, no. Just go out no. and vote. Just go out and vote, and uh, don't touch yourself inappropriately because it makes Jesus cry. <laughs> it makes you go blind. Yeah. And then, We've and learned then, those lessons and then, today. And then if you do, don't lick your hands afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> or do I? Don't remember. See, I'm, well, I'm going to have to lick my hands every time just uh, to make sure I'm doing it right. Lick your fingers clean. Yes, but, exactly. Uh, on that note, to any questions or comments, you can email us at contact at ligpodcast.us. We're on Twitter at LIG Podcast. We're on Facebook if you want to check us out on there. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, just about everywhere else. Yep. That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Until next time. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>